Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? Uh, just a drink. A martini, shaken not. Welcome to Shaken Up Nerd, the podcast where we talk about movies, video games, comic books, collectibles, whilst also having a nice fancy little drink. As always, uh, this is our first podcast. I'm Alex Duty Dutram, and joined with me is always my host, Ian Hughes Johnson. Howdy, Duty. Uh, howdy, Huge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to everyone listening to our first podcast. Uh, we're here inside the uh, the mattress fort that we've made to, yes. to soundproof <laughs> our. Uh, no girls allowed. <laughs> no girls allowed. Uh, <laughs> we got a blanket for a roof. It's 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 quite cozy. It's mm, quite um, good little whiskey and coke going. Oh, good little uh, <sighs> Peter and cola mm. for for licensing. <laughs> um, Unless anyway. you want to pay us, you can pay us. Yeah, more than welcome. Money. <laughs> um, those of us who are new, we're also new, so bear with us. But um, we uh, we started uh, we started podcasting. We're setting up the podcast earlier this week. Um, we set it up our yes. first Twitter account. Yes, with our poll. But yes. Um, first post ever for our Shake and Not Nerd podcast was, what is your favorite sci-fi theme tune? Um, we had a lot of songs to go to, go through. Yes, and um, only four options. We only had four options. <laughs> Thanks, Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, we love you. Uh, but yeah, only four options, so we had to be really, really careful. Uh, it yeah. took us... All of about three minutes to to name four songs um, that we felt deserved to be on this, but also we forgot some really really good ones, and we had to kick one out to make way for another one. Yeah. Uh, so to go through some of the ones we didn't have, but we should have had, uh, Nigel on Facebook suggested uh, the Terminator theme song. Yes, which is the one that we kicked out. <laughs> which is the one that we kicked out because we didn't feel it was really sci-fi, but then we realised it was and. Now we hate ourselves. Yeah, now we're we're drinking in ourselves into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> we also had uh Nigel also suggested Flash by oh. Queen. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Save you. Save you the universe. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was looking for. Um but uh poll had uh four. Ian, you want to go through the, the four we had on yes. our poll? So the first option was your Choice. Yeah, <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. But we didn't go with the actual theme song. We went with Oh, the 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 tune I want my uh, my future wife to walk down the aisle to the Imperial March. Oh yeah. I That'll just, go down swimmingly oh, out. Swimmingly. <laughs> uh and it's just it's it's one of those as soon as you hear it, it's just evil and it's it's all encompassing badass. Yes. And it's just It's one of those ones where you really hate a teacher in school and you just know that, that song's playing in the background. Yeah, well, we've been out of school for a while now. Uh-huh. <laughs> but back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. But you still can't beat that, that John Williams score. Yes, that, like, which that... wasn't in the first film. No, it wasn't. Vader actually didn't really have a theme in the first film. His, uh, his appearance theme was the, the intro to the to the Tent of Fire yeah. when they break in. Um, so that was my, my favourite, my pick. Uh, we also had Ian's favourite. Yeah. Uh, the predator theme. Or as my dad calls it, predator. Predator theme. The sexual predator. And that got one vote. My vote. Ian's vote. And that's all that matters, really. So, yeah. So we'll just call it there. Yeah. I guess. Why not? It's a winner. It's a winner. In my book, and that's really the only vote that matters. It's definitely more recognizable than the alien theme, which was just like. Yes, another one we contemplated. We contemplated for a while, and we realised <laughs> that doesn't. I don't feel it really has a recognisable theme. 
No. Uh, Unless but, you're a diehard Alien fan, oh, which... There are people out yeah. there that are diehard Alien fans. I may or may not be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our other one was uh, the Back to the Future theme, which, from our results on our Twitter poll, one by one percent. One whole percent. One whole percent. And 45 to 44 percent. Yes, 45 to Back to the Future 44 to the Imperial March. Yes. And you had to blow your vote away on bloody <laughs> <laughs> Well, a close second clearly would have been Imperial. But... Yeah. Um, so I, I believe uh, a large amount of those votes would have been from... Uh... I guess it, it depended a lot on the age group that's voting for some reason. Yeah. I mean, you'd expect Star Wars to be across all age groups, but I don't know. I don't know, for whatever reason... There's a very strong backing and backing to the future. <laughs> People just keep wanting to bring up the past, mate. They just want to bring up the past. <laughs> uh, but last, no votes at all, the Star Trek theme. Mm, I wish I could say I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Maura, I'm surprised. <laughs> but um, look, to be honest, when Ian suggested the uh, the Star Trek uh, the Star Trek theme for the post... Um, Which actually... I did because I know there are... People who love huge fans of it, yeah, trekkies, trekkies, uh, trekkies in trackies, tre- <laughs> <laughs> sitting around eating Doritos, getting really fit these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have some, you have some fit trekkers. Yeah, yeah, eat some kale. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we had uh, he had to he had to YouTube the theme song because I just honestly didn't know what it was. But it's one of those things. Once you hear it, once you hear you it, know you it. know what it is. You know what it is. Yeah, it's just. Especially with the revamp that Star Trek has taken, it's not in it really at all. They've taken the Bond approach, and I think that is when there's a Star Trek moment, they'll play it. They'll play it. Yeah. But when there's a, a action moment, not really a Star Trek moment, but an action moment, they're just going with the Beastie Boys. And my, no problem <laughs> with the Beastie Boys. I love them. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. It's was a huge part, really, in this latest film. Yes, yes, and that's actually our first our first uh, segment of this podcast, is yes. Star Trek Beyond Un- Un- <laughs> Review. Thank you. Uh, we saw Star Trek into... Da- uh, Star Trek Beyond, Jesus. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> throwback. Uh, throwback Thursday. Well, it's a Saturday. But we saw uh, Star Trek Beyond... Earlier today? Yes, not too long ago. Not too long ago. And uh, I think that was the first movie I actually had to walk out going, we can't talk about it. <laughs> we cannot discuss our opinions we... until we are in a public forum. <laughs> we we have to go back. <laughs> we have to go back home. Marty, we have to go back. <laughs> so we were just staring at each other like, you know what, I'd really like to talk about this, but there were just there were some really bad movie trailers. <laughs> we <laughs> Terrible. Had, we had nothing to talk And we about. had to vent. We had to get them out. Yeah. Nothing against Australian films, but yeah, a it's lot one, against one Australian one films. That one trailer, <sighs> it's not going to go named, but that one trailer. We're not going to name it, but it should be named and shamed. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we saw Star Trek Beyond, uh, the third of the, the rebooted Star Trek franchise. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I, um, I'm not a big Star Trek person. No. Not at all. Uh, I barely understand the colour of the shirts. I think red's engineering, yellow's Captain Blue is medical. Someone's going to hate us for not knowing it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, guarantee it. I think there was a rule like you never want to wear a red shirt and go down to the planet because you're going to die. 
It's red, isn't it? I, I think, think it, it is red. red. Yeah, your yeah. dad used to tell us never go outside in a red shirt or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> I think he wears the yellow one Yellow's as captain. captain. And then blue's medic. Uh, something like that. You can all hate us on a public forum on Twitter later. It'll be fine. We'll allow you. Good, let the hate flow through you. So uh, we'll go through uh, what Ian thought the story was. Uh, or what did he think of the story? Then we'll go into our pros and cons. Then we'll go into spoilers, and we'll we'll let you know it's spoilers. Uh, yeah, and what do you think of the story? The story was not horrible, but <laughs> not great. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely an action film, which was great. The action was amazing from yeah. from when the action picked off. It did not end until the end of the film, which was terrific. There was terrific. no low moments once it started. Yeah, no. You just had to get to that point. The first issue with the story is that... The, the, first, fi- the first half an hour? Yeah, the first half an hour. If you can make it through the first half an hour of this film, you're in for a good ride. You're in for a treat, Keith. <laughs> but it's it's not an easy first half an hour. Not Not a lot happens. They're just on a ship, sulking about their lives. So yeah, give us a give us a brief rundown without going into spoilers of what what the story is. The story essentially uh, it picks off about three years into their five year voyage, I believe. Um, they're all just roaming through unknown space in the Enterprise. Captain Kirk's a bit of a sob, kind of hating his life. He's contemplating leaving. Um, and later on, not too far in, without really being a spoiler, we find out that Spock is considering it as well. Uh, so everyone's kind of just down in the, down in the dumps. Bit depressed, little bit blue. (laughs) And (laughs) then... I don't want to be a star captain anymore. (laughs) I'm sick of being famous. (laughs) So hard. So... They pull into this super mega, well, I think the movie itself describes it as a snow globe. An internal snow globe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a giant glass ball space station in space. The Death Star made out of space inverted with a city on the inside. Yeah. Best way to put it. Yeah. It's a glass ball. (laughs) (laughs) And they rock up there at the space station and some other ship has come in with some woman, alien, crying... Wah, 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 my whole ship's been attacked. Wah, 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 come save me. So they fly off to help out, and they get torn to shit. (laughs) (laughs) Torn open. Um, And that's where it all really starts to take off. That's why if you can make it through to that point, you're in for a good ride. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. You're through the bushes, you're out into the open. Yeah. It's just just that initial point, just it needed something in, in my mind. It needed, like, a prologue at the start of the movie where it had an action point to pull you in, and then it can throw you into boring crap of we're in space and we hate ourselves. It can throw you into the Trade Federation <laughs> negotiation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, what do we go? Go into pros and cons now about the film, I think. Pros and cons? Uh, who goes first, me or you? You can go first. All right. Go on. All right. Pros, uh, I really like that this film didn't focus on Kirk and Spock. It focused more on, a little bit more on Chekhov, definitely a lot more on Scotty, 
even though Simon Pegg wrote the script, he's probably like, you know, I'm going to give myself some own, my own scenes. But um, Yeah, partnered them up, I noticed. Yes. So you've got Spock and Bones. They have a... Bones was great. Yes, I Bones. can't get enough of Bones. Yeah, they certainly gave him a lot more screen time this time around. Yeah. Uh, well-deserved and a good choice, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Essentially, like, the comedy as well, they force Bones to, you know, to do more action things rather than more medical things, and he's just like... Damn man, it, man. Damn it, man, I'm a doctor. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, who else they partnered up? They partnered up... Uh, Chekhov and Kirk, uh, Spock. Bones and Spock, and, and uh, uh, Scotty, and the new character, Jailer. Yes. Who's played by uh, Oscar Pistorius in Kingsman, the Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but it's uh, it's the the the, the villainess in uh, in Kingsman is uh, is the new character. But uh, they were they were great. Uh, I found she was very good. I was very impressed. Yeah, especially for she seemed to be a character without much emotion. At first, like she just seemed to be yes, no, and then she got more emotional as it kept going. So I kind of like that. Um, yeah, considering it didn't give us a whole lot of her backstory, but you were expecting she was a flashback here and there. Yeah, you kind of expected it, but never really needed to go into it. And yeah. I think it really speaks to the quality of her that you know, without actually having her character have this whole backstory. She was still very commanding in every scene she was in. Um, it's hard to ignore how well put together she was as a just as an actor. Mm. The quality was definitely there. She was definitely, definitely good. Uh, yeah, Sulu was quite good as well. Yeah, he, he had. I wouldn't say an actiony role, but he had a, a very good sort of like a reason for wanting to continue his mission. Like, they showed, uh, that they uh, explained that he's a, a gay character in the in the movie, he's got a husband and a daughter, and that's really cool, sort of thing, like, showing that and giving him more of a reason to fight and to do his job and stuff. Uh, they would be my pros. I I really enjoy the film. I'd, I'd walk out watching it again to see it with other friends or someone just wanted to do something again. I'd, I'd see it again. Your pros? My pros, I would definitely say the action. Yes. 100% this is an action film set in a Star Trek universe. Yes. And not the other way around. <laughs> it's definitely not a Star Trek film with bits of action. It's an action film just with Star Trek characters. And that kind of leads into my uh, cons, which I'll go into a bit later. Mm-hmm. But pro-wise, the action is... Is terrific. Every piece of action leads into the next piece of action. Uh, there's no point where you will be bored once the game starts rolling along. Uh, it's well put together action, and it's fast paced as you'd expect from the director of Fast and the Furious. There's even a point with a motorbike, like a normal motorbike, not like a space bike. So I'm just like, okay, he needed an excuse to put an engine in somewhere. <laughs> he just needed it. <laughs> so you like the action? Anything else? The action was terrific. Uh, uh, look, the acting overall wasn't... It's not a jump-out Oscar award-winning performance from anybody. Mm. But having said that, it wasn't the opposite either. 
It wasn't a film where you're going, oh my god, this that was terrible. Can't believe that bit was terrible. One thing that actually I found really stood out was the costume design. Yes. At first they're wearing their normal blues and red shirts, but then they start wearing sort of outdoorsy trekking gear and yeah, and like that. And it stood out really like it looked like that's how you do an X Men costume with yellow and blue. You use the Star Trek sort of trekking outfits, and they looked really good. You could tell that there was a point in the film once they crash land on the planet that that is from there on that is where they put. 100% of their effort into everything in the film. Yeah. The bit leading up to it, not so much. <laughs> but when they land on the planet, you notice immediately the costumes got about 200% better. Um, the action, 200% better. The characters, the, just the way they've written and interact together, got a lot better. Yeah, it's almost all... like they just, <sighs> they, they've had this brilliant idea of crash landing on the planet and on all of that sequence for the whole film and then they just went well how do we get to this point and they just threw an opening in it doesn't fit with the rest of the movie and it just it's slow and that's exactly what my con is <laughs> my right. con is the opening of the entire film star trek beyond it needed it needed a part at the beginning it needed some kind of action sequence to set everything up that later on in the film you'd go like, oh, that sequence at the start makes sense now. Yeah, it, it needed something like how you have the, the start of like Batman Superman has the, the Man of Steel part and Batman on the streets. Sort of the action-y, <coughs> orienty, chasing sort of fun before you get into the dregs. Yeah, this I think you need, you need to grab that audience's attention at the start before you bore them to death with Captain Kirk's I Hate My Life. Yes. Uh, any other cons? Uh, trying to think about the cons. Idris Elba? Idris Elba, uh, so this is an issue. Idris Elba is an amazing actor, and I love his work. Uh, even from his beginnings, in a sense, in Luther, I loved it. He's a great actor. (laughs) You know how I feel about him. Yeah. It's almost a boy crush. Almost. 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 Don't tell him. (laughs) (laughs) sorry just if you're listening (laughs) (laughs) but they made what is kind of becoming the x-men apocalypse mistake and that is slathering an amazing actor in plasticine (laughs) and limiting their range as an actor probably 80 percent of your ability comes from your facial expressions and you're taking that part of their arsenal completely out of the equation when they are frozen solid in their face with horns and, in this case, he... What, how did you describe it again? Uh, the way I described it was that he looks like uh, Dorian Grave from The Mask, but blue, <laughs> and has bits of horns on his head. Like, his <laughs> facial structure's exactly the same. Anyone remembers the movie The Mask? Jim Carrey's, like... Well, I wouldn't say one of his last good ones. Was, <laughs> that so, was like one of his first ones. Yeah, but the bad guy from that film that no one remembers, he looks exactly the same, blue skin, horns, vagina ears. Huge head. Huge, Huge head. head. <laughs> Just doesn't His forehead fit. connects to his nose. Like, it was, it was weird. <laughs> it was very uh, strange. Yeah, you couldn't get a lot of facial expression out of that, and his mouth couldn't move properly because he had, like, alien teeth. Yeah, just overall, he looked mediocre. Meh. 
But it wasn't that that I hated as much as the fact that you have an amazing actor and you paid money to have this amazing actor, and then you're saying, no, no, we just won't let you act. Yeah, it's just... You might as well just get someone off the street. You could have just hired him and then just had, you know, the director just go, just, just, just work around Idris Elba. Just, just feed off him. It's Idris Elba. Just feed off him. <laughs> He's so good. What, what a waste. But there was no marketing for him as well. Yeah. To, to draw audiences in, at least not from what I saw. I don't remember seeing too much advertisement saying Idris Elba in Star Trek Beyond. Now there's a lot of close-ups of Captain Kirk and Spock and Streamline. Yeah. And I mean they showed him in his prosthetics but I don't remember seeing that much advertisement saying Idris Elba in Star Trek. No. Not especially since you get uh, Suicide Squad and you got the Joker, Jared Leto and he's not a member of the Suicide Squad but his face is posted everywhere. Yeah, it just it doesn't make. And any he sense. could be five minutes in the movie. I mean, why not just advertise Idris Elba? You're you're As paying your... all this money for an actor who is a big ticket actor. Mm. You mention his name, and people will probably want to come and see it, even out of curiosity. Why not? Why not plaster his name on the posters already? Make him to be like like this is someone that you should watch the film because he poses a, a particular threat. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was an issue just in the advertisement for this film in general that people weren't a hundred percent sure what's going on, what what is going to happen in this film, who the villain is, and why. Yeah, the trailers from what I saw were just crash land. Yeah, it was basic. Yes, uh, Beastie my- Boy sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my problem with the film was. At least, uh, at the end of Into Darkness, they introduced a character, Carol, who was one of the um, the military's da- uh, military guy's daughters. Uh, and from the way that Into Darkness was going, was Kirk and Carol were getting into what seemed to be some form of relationship, and they'd gone off onto their you know five year journey into disaster. She's not in it. Do not expect to see her in it. <laughs> no, or you... even have her mentioned. If you enjoyed her in Into Darkness, you're going to hate it and beyond. <laughs> she's not mentioned at all. At all. Not a single word. It's, it's strange. It's strange that they would do that. I'm sure there was a reason maybe she didn't want to be a part of it, but it feels like... It feels like they could have done something around it. Yeah. But... It seemed like a cop-out to not even work that into Captain Kirk's backstory of why he wants to leave yeah that could have that could have it would have woven in very easily she left he she's waiting for him yeah sort of thing but yeah that was generally my con i can't really think of any other ones that really stuck out without going into spoilers that much well speaking of which mm, let's go let's go into spoilers. spoilers so spoiler alert spoilers spoiler <laughs> spoiler <laughs> Oh, we're sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll go into the spoilers. Uh, issues that I found with it was uh, Idris Elba's character, Kral? Is it Kral? Kral. 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 Kral, funny. The character Kral apparently is a old Starfleet commander who crash-landed on a planet uh, and 
he's human, but he's somehow morphed into some weird alien creature, and they don't explain it, really. Yeah. Uh, that, and he can feed off the life force of other humans to revert him back to a human? He changes his look of his face, and everything gets rid of his prosthetics, but doesn't... The, yeah, the first third of never the Never really goes into... How, How or why? why? <laughs> the first third of the film, he looks like the mask, and then he looks like Idris Elba and uh, the engineer from Prometheus had a baby. <laughs> and then at the end of the film, he looks like Idris Elba with a big fake nose and a large forehead. It's strange. Yeah. Um, so it's not towards, not until fairly way towards fairly the, way in yeah, the end, that yeah. you actually find this out. Um, I dare say in the last... 20 minutes even. 20 minutes. Yeah. But they give you a really good story, like, uh, instead of audio logs, video logs of Idris Elba sitting and, and talking, and you find out that, you know, he's crash-landed, and he's going insane, and there's no one in his crew left alive. Like, that would have been a prologue. Yes. Just sort of like a random prologue sort of thing, and that would have Would been have fine. been perfect action sequence. Yeah. Of their ship crashing onto the planet. I mean... And it w- wouldn't need to be until much later that you find out what's going on. Yeah. But it you, never you really... Yeah, in his audio log, he even says they've stumbled across something that will enable them to have their lives prolonged. And it never really goes into depth of what it is or it is. how that works or it, why it's changed them into looking and like... the alien weapon, it's just like, I've been... Essentially, the way the story goes is uh, the Enterprise somehow has the missing piece of a weapon that they were going to give away to a possible friendship planet, but they didn't give it to them, so Idris Elba finds that they have it, they take it, and then what is the weapon? It, like, puts spores into the air to kill people? Yeah, it kind of just looks like tiny little microbot things that... Rip people apart. That's what it looks yeah, like. It looks like but... Yeah, it looks like it sort of vaporizes them or eats them from the inside out or, or something like that. Um, one part of the film I found at least disturbing, and I'm one of those guys that you watch, I can't watch the thing because of the alien killing the huskies. It's just, no. Um, <laughs> but they have a scene where uh, Zoe Zelanda... Zel- the man, uh, Gamora, Gamora, <laughs> Gamora uh, her and Kral are, are talking, and uh, you know he wants to find out where the last piece of this you know weapon technology is, and he's got two Starfleet guys sort of tied up upside down next to him, and he just grabs them both by the back of the head and starts like sucking the life out of them, and he starts to his face starts to morph, and they're just like crying and screaming and in pain, and I'm just going like. You can be a bad guy, but you don't need to be a dick. <laughs> like, I'm Jesus, Idris. Like, I'm all for the sort of like kill them quickly. You don't need to see. I, I guess I differ in that opinion to you. I really liked that they put that in there because it gave me a reason to dislike him. I mean, you automatically dislike this character. Just he, from the outset, just... Because he's blue. He's animalistic. He's not human anymore in that form. Um, yeah, okay. Even the way he's hunched and walks, which is obviously Never telling explained. you how good Idris Elba is, that he changes the entire way he walks. Yes. Well, you can't move his face, so you've got to... you got to make it up somewhere. 
Um, so for me, I really liked that part. I felt like it just, it worked in that it, it just made you hate him and it worked perfectly to do that. Yeah. All right. I can see how, <laughs> I, I guess it's a little bit over the top at the same time. Yeah. Well, I also found there was a, there was a scene where they, uh, Kirk hides the, the, the sort of the missing part of the weapon, uh, in one of her crew members and she's got the back of her head's a, the best way to describe it is like a face hugger sort of thing. It sort of opens up at the back it of her head. It 100% looks like a face hugger. We thought it was a face hugger. <laughs> uh, and the sort of the missing part of the weapons in the back of her head. So, uh, Sulu's getting semi tortured. He's getting his life sort of sucked out of the back of his head sort of thing. And she's like, no, don't kill him. The weapon's in the back of my head. And she gives him the weapon. And then he sort of takes him for a walk. And they're walking around. And it's uh, this face-hugger-looking woman and uh, Gamora. Uh, I can't, Aurora? I can't pronounce her name. Aurora? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not big on Star Trek. But they're walking around and... She doesn't. The the face hugger woman doesn't seem to keep up with their walking pace. She gets locked in a room yeah. and <laughs> and kills. And she's like screaming, "No, no!" And you see it all, and you're just like, "No!" She gave you the weapon. Just <laughs> leave her. No, you Idris, why? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that for me was the only thing I could really think of. Like, mm, that's a bit too douchey for my life. But maybe I'm just getting old. <laughs> Just, just can't handle these. I used things to be anymore. fine with the saw films, but you know, sucking the life force out of the back of a pretty woman's head. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> as like, long as they're ugly, it's uh, fine. It's just like Jurassic World when that chick gets picked up by the pterodactyls and <laughs> dunked and dunked and dunked in the water, and she's screaming underwater. I was like, no. Nah, yeah, that was. Can that... I watch this? <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets eaten, and I'm like, nah. And then Chris Pratt shows up, and all is fine. <laughs> no, all's fine when you got Chris Pratt abs. <laughs> Well, we got Chris Pine now. <laughs> but uh, I, I enjoyed the film. Um, I'm not big on Star Trek. I've only seen the J.J. Abrams films, and I, I enjoyed it. I'd probably go home and watch some of the, the, the Patrick Stewart Star Trek films or his TV series, uh, but yeah. I, I think that that's really why these new this new um, wave of Star Trek films is working. Mm. It's definitely injected a lot more action in, and it's it's got to be deliberate to get people, obviously, just mainstream audiences involved in the Star Trek universe again. Mm, and it one hundred percent, it'll get people rewatching some of the older shows and movies. Definitely, and I think this was the fiftieth year of anniversary of Star Trek. It could be. <laughs> Don't hold us to it. <laughs> but. Uh... I enjoyed it. When it comes out on Blu-ray, I'll probably buy it. I'll probably buy all three of them in a pack on Blu-ray and just binge watch them over a weekend or something. Um, out of the three, I'm going to be hated, but I'm still going to say I like the second one the best. Like, I, I'm a Star Wars person. I'm not a big Star Trek person, but I only know the J.J. Abrams films, and I didn't mind Khan. I thought the first time we see Benedict Cumberbatch and he says his name, Khan, he, he looked like he had a bit of a facial stutter. <laughs> I, I think the uh, the Trekkies definitely don't didn't like number they two. They did not like number two. And the reason being that, well, for one, it brought Khan back. 
and they're all about um, new ideas and give us something we <laughs> give us something before. we haven't seen before. Damn it! <laughs> but this is you know apparently a change in the timeline from Spock coming back, and they handled uh, the passing of Leonard Nimoy pretty well. Yes, they um, made. It, I thought they were pretty good references. Quite a lot of references, actually. Yeah, there's a big deal with Spock about wanting to leave the Enterprise and, and sort of finish where Ambassador Spock left off. And at the end of the film, you see like he has a sort of a time capsule care package sort of thing for him, and it's got a photo of the original Enterprise crew on the inside. And that was a. That I was thought a cool that was impression. a good nod. Yeah, it's sort of like Episode Seven and Inside of the Falcon. You find like the the chess game and the training drawing. Yeah. Little nods here. She got to have little nods to yeah. bet. Respect the classics. Yeah. So, scoring-wise, I suppose we should give some kind of... Some overall. kind of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, our, for our first podcast, we, we probably should. Uh, I would say about a 3.9 with the torture sort of stuff. That kind of made me go... Eh. As well as the missing character, Carol, that they never explained, and the lack of Idris Elba. Yeah, it seems like the more that we've talked about the movie, the more that I'm starting to get more nitpicky on the film. From an f- initial point of view, it's, it was fun. it's a great movie. Yeah. Just to, but it's a popcorn movie. Great yeah. action. Terrific action. Very mediocre story. Yeah. Uh, if you're a Trekkie... If you're a Star Trek diehard fan, you're probably not going to like this film as much as some of the others. There's probably some of the originals or maybe the first one. Yeah, I know that Star Trek is... Some people's lives. Yeah. (laughs) And I know that the people that really love Star Trek, uh, the reasons why they like it is because of this. uh, It's not necessarily a, a huge emphasis on action, more so... This universe that it's created, in that it's it's got a lot of lore to it. Yeah, and it's all about communications, and there's just a lot more to it than just action. And if you're a Star Trek diehard fan going into this film, there's not a lot to fall back on. It's action, action, action. But it could be something that you're looking for. Like it could be like it'd be one of those episodes in perhaps a TV series where like. All this action happens, good middle, good end, all that sort of stuff, but there's no massive real character development. It's sort of like yeah. they go around and they're still at the same point with it. Yeah. They're already on, but like on better terms. Yeah. So I think for myself, scoring-wise, initially I was thinking maybe like four out of five. Yeah. Um, whether, yeah. You know, as an initial point of view seeing this film, if you're not a Star Trek super fan, you're just a person going in looking for a fun action film. Eat your popcorn. Four out of five. Four out of five. Awesome. All right. But uh, but speaking of, of sci-fi and view all the way, Rogue One is set just before episode four of stealing the plans of the original Death Star. Yes. Uh, but they released like, the costumes. They had the costumes on display on mannequins. They released a uh, new TIE fighter. Uh, they released a new 8080, which is the, the camel walker from the uh, episode four. But they made it a new one, and it's got sort of like a cargo bay in it, so it can it can move cargo rather than moving troops and people and stuff like that. Hmm. I wonder if they will utilize that plot-wise or whether it's just something they went, well, you know what, that kind of makes a lot more sense. Yeah, no. like <laughs> I like the idea of the 8080 because you only really see it once, and it's kind of a... 
Yeah, right. But the TIE Fighter sort of let's let's have a new TIE Fighter, but let's not have it at the Battle of Endor. Mm. Surrounded by Doesn't make sense that. really. Doesn't doesn't I make don't sense. like it when things do that. Let's do a prequel and then have more advanced technology. Yeah. Uh since it makes none. But they showed the new costume for, for the bad guy in this film, uh, and it's an all white Imperial sort of administrator robe or uh, the imperial garbs but they're white with a cape uh and i think it looked all right did you end up seeing the photo for any i don't think i've seen that one uh essentially they've got the new you'd have to yog my memory yog your memory (laughs) they've got the tie striker which is sort of a okay it's sort of like a wings on the side interceptor but Wings are flat. Yeah. Sort of like an X-wing, sort of. Kind of like a seagull. (laughs) Yeah. I'll give you a seagull. All right. Uh, I'll grab a photo of the new ATST, or ATACT, the ADACT. (laughs) It's not not an AT. Not awfully different. It's generally the same. The head's a little different. It's got an orange on the body. Nothing that, you know, if you're not. A huge Star Wars nerd, you're not going to really notice the difference. You'll yeah. probably still think it's an ATAT or ATAT. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> it's essentially the same. And then there's the white robes as well, which essentially. Yes, which for the panel interview, I think he actually came out in the robes. Oh, I wasn't aware yes. of that. Yeah. Uh, one thing I... He's definitely getting into character, which is great. <laughs> I'm all like, for it. Apparently, Jared Leto for Suicide Squad, he never broke character yeah. even when, it wasn't, when they weren't filming. That's kind of creepy. There's one thing I did notice, though, and I have a photo of it. It's uh, the Star Destroyer they had in the trailer for Rogue One. It's actually a different-looking Star Destroyer now. It looks exactly the same. Let's see if I can zoom in. But it's actually got, like, an X under the bridge. I don't know if you can see it. Mm. Sort of like an X there. Oh, yeah. Is that... Then mm. none of the Star Destroyers had that in the original Star Wars film. It's strange so they that they would change the, that. That could be the guy in the whites. Like personal stuff. Maybe, maybe It'd make a lot more sense. My my one speculations. Ah, oh, this is this is this is where I go into my uh, into my nerd, <laughs> your realm. My realm. Uh, <laughs> I've been reading the Star Wars, the new canon Disney books, uh, and one my my big question is one of my favorite Star Wars characters is only in episode four and he he dies. He's only got about a screen time of about five to ten minutes, but I loved Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, <laughs> so, and that's about how I feel about him, just a yeah. So Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, essentially in these new books, he protects the construction of the Death Star, and then uh, he's got his own personal ship, he loses his own personal ship, and the Emperor goes, you know what, you've done a great job, uh, he's the Death Star, it's yours. So it's Not a bad little uh, pay packet right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> the, the end of the book. It's... And here's your new car! <laughs> <laughs> the end of the book, it's like they're, they're constructing the Death Star, and uh, and one of the guys goes, do you want to fly? He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the book ends with like him moving the Death Star and him just with this overwhelming sense of power. But, I so... can't feel like he would feel the wind in his hair driving, <laughs> driving the Death Star around. I like to drive my 1977 Death Star with the top down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it's Aldra! Oh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, if, if Grand Moff Tarkin is, is you know, the, the, the protector of the Death Star, then he's got to be in the film. 
He has to be. He has to be. As- like, you can't have, let's steal the plans of the Death Star, let's have Darth Vader, let's have this new guy in all white, and uh, let's, let's Would not- I be surprised if they didn't put him in? No, but should. Should they? Should they? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's in episode three for about three seconds. Right at the end. <laughs> right at the end. I remember. I A lot of face party. Not surprised that you would remember. But... Oh, he's, oh, I think it was our first day in U11 media class, and uh, we had a photo of Star Wars up on the... On the projector, and the media teacher goes, Now, can anyone tell me who this character... Oh, I've just yelled Grand Moff Tarkin at the top of my lungs in the space of two seconds. <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin! <laughs> I love Tarkin. I reckon he's a great character. Uh, but, yeah, I'm I'm excited for Rogue One. But I'm also scared for it at the same time, because you're introducing new things, then you better explain... Look, I was hesitant, know. but with the new... Would, do you call it a trailer? It wasn't... It's a uh, behind the scenes, behind the scenes, but not featurette. The we'll call it Fe- a featurette, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Featurette. That'll. I, that'll I've got to say, I was very impressed with the featurette. Personally, I thought the film looks like it's going to be pretty damn cool. I'm really. I I feel like because it's set in the period of the original trilogy. Uh, generally. It's, yeah. What, just before episode four. But it's still within that arc period where, like, this is where you need to tread very carefully. Careful. Yeah. Sort of like, don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, they've introduced the new stormtroopers, the, the the death troopers that are all black and they've got a, a different looking helmet. Yeah, so these uh, are the things that, that. You got super fans. Yeah, but that's like, you're putting them in this film. You never you have them. Better again. kill them. <laughs> you gotta have something like all of the Death Troopers were on this one shuttle, and this it, one shuttle clipped an X-wing and went spiraling out of control, like Darth Vader in the end of Episode Four, <laughs> and just smelt like burnt leather wrapped in <laughs> burnt bacon wrapped in a leathery carcass. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, one of my mates, Tom, actually noticed that uh, the belt buckle for the Death Troopers is exactly the same as Vader's. It's wow. sort of that long D with the lines in the circle, and, and yep. he noticed it's like could be Vader's personal guards. <laughs> An eye for detail, that thumb, that thumb, that thumb, Dougie. I think he likes Dougie. <laughs> uh, Dougie, Dougie. Uh, but is there anything you notice or wanted to point out with with Star Wars celebrations? Uh, in regard to Rogue One, like I said, I was very impressed with it. Uh, it all depends. The Godzilla director's doing it, so he's got a great sense of scale. <sighs> When it comes to like, I loved, and, I loved Godzilla. Oh, I thought it was great. Breathing fire and oh, I think uh, just a little bit of cum came out <laughs> when he breathed down its throat. Yeah, that was a good scene. Oh, but uh, when I saw that, I I don't know if anybody else in the audience screamed, but I certainly you certainly did. I certainly did. <laughs> I think I just reverted back to a childhood, just seeing a brood down its throat. Oh. <gasps> Anyway, yeah, so yeah. The, dra- anyway. <laughs> the director of Godzilla, yes. Yes. Gives me a little bit of hope for it. But but I didn't realize until you mentioned it a couple of days ago, they've had to do a lot of reshooting for it, apparently. Apparently. Now, apparently. you get it a lot with films these days. They always they did resho- Apparently they've done reshoots for Suicide Squad for yeah. that great, fantastic four film. <laughs> they did reshoots for that, but you could tell because Kate Mara, the actress who plays the Invisible Woman, had blonde hair, then brown hair, then blonde hair, then brown hair in all these mm. different scenes. Yeah. So Look, reshoots can go either way. 
Either yeah. way, it can be a good thing if they realize uh, we know where we fucked dark. up. <laughs> if they feeling... don't know where they've fucked up, then kind of just not reshooting with an aim to something. If you're going to reshoot, you've got to know what you're reshooting. You've got to know what you're fixing. Yes. Uh, but I've read, you know, it's all clickbait and reports, and but a lot of people have said that Rogue One's too dark. I... It's a war movie. Yeah. Doesn't really... Saving Private Ryan was just too dark. I had to bring my kids out of the cinema. This is the largest <laughs> automobile I could afford. <laughs> uh, other things as well from the uh, the Star Wars celebration was uh, Rebels. Now, you haven't seen any of Rebels, have you? No. But I am a fan of David Bowie's song, Rebel Rebel. Oh, well then if you... that counts for anything. Yeah, well, you just get along right, right onto it. It's essentially... <laughs> it's a, uh, Rebels... It's sort it. It's like it follows. It follows after Episode Three. The Empire's is well into its. Is it linked to Clone Wars? Sort of linked to Clone Wars, sort of not. It's essentially Clone Wars. For people that don't know, when Disney when bought Disney out, over. yeah, when, when they Disney took bought, over, yeah, Lucasfilm, uh, they they went onto Rebels, and Rebels is essentially for those of you who haven't watched it, half an hour cartoon CG animated show. I got and the animation's good. I, got I saw you watching it, and that animation's crisp. There are some things here and there I don't like, like they redesigned the Star Destroyer, so it looks a little too cartoony. But anyway, it's a good show, uh, and they introduced, I think the, the bad guy for season one was the Sith Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor, who was voiced by Lucius Malfoy from the Harry Potter series. Not a bad choice. Not a bad I choice. found him to be pretty great in Harry Potter. He was a I'm really a... good villain. Not much of a pothead myself, but Potterhead. Potterhead. <laughs> uh but the the villain for season two essentially is Vader. Vader and some more inquisitors, and it's essentially Vader like, I'm gonna stop these rebels. Now I haven't finished season two. I know the ending. See, of I have an issue time. with relying on Vader too much. Yeah. And that's a problem that it it can be an issue. If you rely on one villain to really carry things I mean, everyone already knows what happens to Vader, and that's the problem that I see. Okay. People are going to know when they're watching it, well, obviously Darth Vader's not going to die here, is he? Yeah, but the way they've described him in uh, in the comics, in the new comics, as well as the, the new canon books, is he's been very fast, and he's been like twer- doing twirls in the air, and he's been unstoppable. And when you see him in the films, he's not. <laughs> he's, he's Terminator. He's... Yeah, slow moving, slow marching. Which never, is never seen sprint. But yeah, the because book, of the film. The, yeah, the way the films were originally is very different to what it ended up being. Yes, as well as they they reintroduced. I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but uh, for those who haven't seen Rebel season two, well, I'm sure you've seen season three trailer. But they had Darth Maul in, mm. uh, in Rebel season season two, and he's he's back and he's training. He's sort of so co-training the, the new kid. So even. Disney's brought him back because they brought him back in in the Clone Wars they cartoon. Did, they didn't show. explain how he survived, but they brought him back. <laughs> we Do, went to doesn't a, need an explanation. You need to find your brother. He's on a drunk world, and he's got. Have they mentioned that he has a brother in the Disney one? Yes, he was in the uh, the Clone Wars. His name was Savage Opress. The not most. So they're really keeping name. it very much the same as before the Disney takeover. Then yeah, but I believe Savage died. And Darth Maul fought the Emperor, and he lost, and he ran, and he hid. Mm. But uh, they also did a, a little holocron in, in season two, and it was uh, 
the three pronged lightsaber that Kylo Ren has, but a more dignified version. Of it. It's not more <laughs> classy. It's a, it's a classy. It's a classy. It's sword. a classy third lightsaber. Mm. Uh, but it's it's not so rigidy, and so it was kind of cool. But the bad guy, and they've made him canon, and oh, <laughs> that nerd, good. The nerd in me, the nerdgasms, yeah, the nerdgasms. They unveiled the bad guy for season three is Grand Admiral Thrawn. He is just a brilliant tactician. He's going to be the main bad guy for season three, and his philosophy on defeating an enemy is knowing their culture. Okay. So if you're... Well, you're human, so if he had to find out a way to defeat you for whatever it is you're doing, he'll study your culture, your religion, and your art and find your weaknesses through there. He's quite cool. Well, I could be wrong. I'm... When they Look, unveiled... It'll be interesting to see if they take... How they take that approach in an actual cartoon show where you've got, what is it, 20-minute episodes? Yes. 20 minutes to work with... I don't think anyone really well. wants to see him sit down and read about people's religion. Today on Star Wars, Ron <laughs> reads a book. <laughs> but, uh, I research. He was part of the uh, the the Lucasfilm canon before Disney took it, and all the fans have said, just bring back Thor. He took over for the Empire after the Emperor died in the original series. Mm. And he was just an ultimate badass. I like, wonder if could... they'll bring him into the film universe then. Well... I've read the Aftermath book, and that's set directly after episode six, to the point where there's that little scene in the the great Blu-ray extended, let's add more scenes to it edition, where they pull down the statue of the Emperor on Coruscant. Yes. The book starts at that point, and there are people in the streets pulling down the the statue, and um, the Empire just goes, no, we're not going to have any of this, and they lock down all their planets. But he's not mentioned at all. There's no mention of him. There's mention of Vader and... None of all. Pretty strange. But they are making a Thorn book, uh, an actual novel novel. Okay. So I will be reading that, and I'll give you my thoughts once I finish that. But I'm I'm really excited for Star Wars. Yeah. I love Star Wars. Uh, what's not to like? I enjoyed episode seven. <laughs> I thought it was good. I shed two tears. Two tears in that film. Two tears. Two tears. Oh. One, when Han got stabbed and died. I cried. Spoilers, guys. If you haven't seen it yet, then but there's something wrong with you. I, I remember seeing something online where it's like, Chewbacca's going to die in this film. And there's that oh, one yeah. scene where he gets shot and he falls to the ground and he screams in pain. And yeah. I, was like, I was like, don't kill, <laughs> don't kill the family dog. Don't you dare. So I was like, don't kill the family dog. <laughs> but like, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I immediately went from like Han getting stabbed to Chewie shooting Kylo Ren. And I've clapped and cheered in the audience. I was, get him. I was in gold class with you know the eight other people in there, and I've clapped and gone, "Get him, Chewie!" <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that was Star Wars Celebration. At least that's what I what I was the most excited for and took away from yeah, Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was probably more like uh, there was a the 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 layer panel. I've forgotten her name. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher had a <laughs> had a massive interview. But that's what I took away as the big deal for me. But there was also something, and it. It happened just as we came back from Hong Kong. I was so happy that we w- we were here for it. Because either way, I still would have read about it in Hong Kong. But Comic-Con. 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 <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> I love it. Comic-Con. I go to the Melbourne Comic-Con every year I can. So normally every year. Because so much happens at the Melbourne one. 
Oh man, I just go in with like seven hundred dollars and just go in <laughs> and walk out dirt poor. <laughs> <laughs> walk out with pot noodles. Just open your wallet and a moth flies out. Uh, but what are we, we trailers? Trailers, 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 trailers. That's that's all we got now. What would you say was your favorite trailer from Comic Con? Hmm. Trailer wise, trailer. Hard to say. Um, there was Luke Cage. To be honest, I haven't seen the Luke Cage one, but I've heard like three podcasts talk about the Luke Cage one. I should really get onto it. Like, I know Luke Cage from the Jessica Jones series. I don't know much of him as a comic character. Yeah, I know. Some would say nothing. He's simply <laughs> Spartan Locke in Halo 5. Uh, not much to like. Not much. But, uh, uh, there's Iron Fist. You don't know much on Iron Fist, but to be honest, I know a little more than you do in relation to Iron Fist. He's your kind of guy. He's he's a kung fu guy who can punch. Ki-yay! <laughs> he's a kung fu guy. I believe he's got like a... A super punch, like, look, guys. I'm sorry, I don't know much on Iron Fist. I'm, I'm very unmarvel. <laughs> I don't know, I don't unmarvel. Know unmarvel. I don't know much on Marvel, to be honest. Uh, but you have the Defenders, which is Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist as their own series, sort of like a TV version of. The, yeah, they didn't really show anything of it though. From oh, what so I, I didn't see that one either. The one I saw was just. The titling, essentially. Some music kind of playing in a title and nothing. And they did confirm... I could be wrong, guys. Tell me if I'm wrong. (laughs) If there was another one as well. We have a Twitter page, Shaken Not Nerd, all one word, uh, on Twitter. If we're wrong, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. More than likely. Apologize profusely. Uh, I am wrong sometimes, but not often. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And they confirmed Punisher. Netflix series. I loved the Punisher and the Punisher. The Punisher. You are to be punished. Punished. <laughs> we need to stop going back to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and but what would you say? If you, the one thing you walked away from Comic Con going, I wish I was there, or I wish I could see more. The one thing that I really wish I was there to see is the Guardians Two. Oh, I. They didn't show any of that. They they, they showed it behind closed doors. Yes. They had the panel. Had the panel. They had they, the panel. They revealed Kurt Russell is Star Lord's dad. I don't think they actually said. I think that's maybe that's come out afterwards. But actually, what I saw of the panel, they were reluctant to say who he was playing, and he couldn't oh. say who he was playing. He couldn't say anything. All he said was, "Oh, I loved working with you guys." That and Sylvester Stallone's in it as well. Really? I don't know if you'll play a major role. I think it'll, I I think it'll be like a Nathan Fillion. Like I'm his... going towards voice acting. Yeah. Because he's known for his voice, which is not altogether great. <laughs> right. Here's your new mixtape! <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, Guardians, you... you Guardians. Wanna, because the first like Guardians, I... Uh, to be perfectly honest, I had no idea who they were. Same. With probably 90% of people that went and saw it, had no idea what they are, but the trailer looked amazing. And the film turned out great. It's in my top three Marvel films. Yeah. Top well, three. it's probably, yeah, maybe it's my top two. Number. It's probably your number one. Oh, yeah, you'd uh, be your two. I know what your number one is. Yeah, be your number yeah, two. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about them another time. But Another time. Yes, but I'm totally, hands down, I said... Going into the first Guardians film, this looks 
stupid. It's talking tree. Dave Batista, who at the time, you know, that hadn't one. done much. <laughs> hadn't yeah, done much. Is, was that great? Spectre as well. Yes, before his career kind of took off from that movie. Yes, I was like very and hesitant Pratt that this like could it's work. The, it's the fat guy from Parks and Rec. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then he takes his shirt and off, and you can off literally and... grate cheese on his stomach. Oh, the, <laughs> the type of mozzarella I would curl over his stomach. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tasty. All right, so the one thing you wish you saw was some of the... I was expecting you to go with Thor, to be honest, especially with the Hulk and the gladiator armor they showed. I didn't see much of that, but... They only really unveiled uh, Thor's gladiator armor. So there's the comic book, Planet Hulk, where they put Hulk on a planet. It's a gladiator sort of planet. Yeah. From what I can recall from the... Look, I don't mind the Thor films. They're not bad. Two was a lot better than one. Two was a lot better than one. I don't know if that's... A universal opinion, but certainly my opinion, <laughs> and that's the only one that matters. <laughs> well, it's 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 fifty percent of the opinion in this podcast. Um, but look, you're all entitled to your opinion, but mine's the right opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember, I think it was last last Saturday morning. Woke up, saw my phone, thousands upon thousands of notifications of people. Family, friends, workers tagging me. So I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and I've slid it open and it's just gone teaser for the Justice League. And I remember just slapping the film. i like, wake up, you need to watch this. <laughs> just uh, putting on the little HD button. I'm and sure s- she was just enthralled by it as much as you were. Oh, yeah, yeah. She didn't get it. No. no. Uh, <laughs> so I loved it. I thought it was great. I reckon 2017, and I've seen it, I've seen it all over Facebook, 2017 is going to be the year that Aquaman jokes die. Because he's going to be a... Seaman. <laughs> Seaman and Swallow. He's going to be a badass. Like, I, he looks great. Yeah. I think there's a lot of potential with... With Aquaman. Seaman. <laughs> that, and I think James Wan is directing the Aquaman film. Yeah, he apparently. Apparently, yeah. And that's probably like the one place and where you can go. No probably what he order. may even be better known for now is The Conjuring 1 and 2. I haven't seen those. The Conjuring has hugely taken up. I need to get on those. Yeah, you do. Pretty good. Mm. They're pretty good. But uh, You won't shit your pants, but... You'll come close. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like X-Files. I've seen it. Get out. <laughs> We're not going to do get that. Get out of my podcast. <laughs> get out of my, uh, my mattress yeah, floor. With get the out of my tent. <laughs> but I love the Justice League trailer. The little, uh, the little flash coming home and seeing Bruce Wayne in his chair and then there was a batarang on him and slow time essentially stops for him. It was great. I was really concerned about having a TV show flash that everyone loves and then not casting him in the movie. Yeah, but they've gone with two different totally universes. And but the actor they've chosen for the film Flash version is pretty good. He's uh, a very good actor, very capable actor from things that I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. Um ugh, there's plenty of things that you guys all know what he's been in so no point going into no it. No one's... Yeah. You don't he's, know. He's a great actor. Um, I can't name any of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> he was in uh, Perks of Being Warflower. Oh, yes. He was in Whiplash as well, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Uh, he was in... Shit, I can't remember the name of the film, but he plays uh, son of another terrific actress. Okay, we're going to leave. And we're he's leave. crazy and... Just yeah. go sit in the corner and then come back with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just getting thoughts compiled and... But, uh, look, Especially a lot with the complaints from 
the original cut of Batman Superman with the movies too dark, the trailer was a lot lighter. Yes, I think they definitely took that on board. It had Icky Thump by White Stripe playing. Yes, I think, it was I think it's Icky Thump, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I watched that trailer a good 7,000 times. I liked it. Uh, did I like it out of all the trailers the most? No, not that it's a competition. I know people are going to say, no, it's not a competition. It was a good, good trailer. I wasn't that impressed with the comedy... No? Okay. Uh, I didn't really go, <laughs> not at all. I thought they were kind of terrible jokes, but mm. personal opinion. Personal opinion. Personal opinion. Uh... You're all entitled to one, but mine's the correct one, as always. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I the... thought that the Wonder Woman trailer was actually better. The Wonder Woman I could be, you know, one in... Not was, so many. There was one thing I saw, it was a, it was a meme on uh, Facebook yesterday, that it was... Uh, Wonder Woman going, are you a man? Then Wonder Woman going, what's a secretary? And someone just captioned, like, it wasn't in the actual trailer, but Wonder Woman grabbing for the sword and address, saying, is this a sword? And he goes, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Asking all the questions. Are you a man? What's a secretary? Is this a sword? Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Pine's in that as well. Chris Pine is in that. I was, I'm happy he's in the DC Universe as films. Because you were hoping he'd be something else in the DC Universe. I was praying he would be Hal Jordan. But, look, they might find someone else. Yeah, look, he wouldn't be a bad Hal Jordan, that's for sure, but... He's a bit old now. Yeah. He, he's getting... You know what? He would have been perfect if they had to decide to do all of this back in 2010. Yeah. There was a an actor in Batman Superman, and his role wasn't in the films, and he was the test fighter pilot, and he put photos on Instagram with him with, like, green light behind him. So everyone was like, hmm. And I watched the movie at the theatres going, show him, show him. They're going to have his <laughs> Because you're a huge Green Lantern fan. I love Hal Jordan. And it's going to be like the worst thing for a Green Lantern fan to say, but I fell in love with Green Lantern from the Ryan Reynolds film. <laughs> <laughs> but it essentially went from, this character's kind of cool, I like him compared to, you know, your other main ones, and then went to my local comic book shop and said, look, I loved Hal Jordan as a character. Where do I start? And I just... I've now got him tattooed on so, yeah. Look, nobody can blame Ryan Reynolds for that atrocity, but... He was a good acting choice. I yeah. find the acting choices for this one was, was great, especially Mark Strong. But Mark Strong is... Mark Strong is... Yeah, he's Mark Strong. Uh, but yeah, Wonder Woman trailer was pretty cool. Um, it's set in World War One, mm-hmm. And in Batman Superman, uh, there's the whole gang of them lined up and they play the, the theme song with the whirling guitar that sounds epic. Oh, and everyone loves it. One of the guys is Zack Snyder. Really? One of the guys is Zack Snyder in a, I think he's in a trench coat and a mustache and a hat. Interesting. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Why I... not? Plenty of other directors throw themselves into films. Yeah, Peter Jackson, he, he's in pretty much all of his own films. Is he? Yeah. Oh. He was in the... Wildlands. Huh? He was in Lord of the Rings <laughs> as a, as a as one, like a drunk... In uh, outside the prancing pony in both the Lord of the Rings and oh uh, yes yes he yep. was the same character in both films <laughs> so I thought that was cool but uh, another thing that wasn't at Comic Con it was this week but I want to throw it in the mix they unveiled or released the photos of the Superman costume for the Supergirl TV series and it's based on the New Fifty Two costume now you don't really know what it means by New Fifty Two do you? 
Not particularly. <laughs> it's it's the Superman without the underwear on the outside of his costume. Oh, okay. The one I've the one I've got before. Yeah, yeah. That one. Uh, Look, I don't watch Supergirl. Many of these shows, really, because you, you watched the first two seasons of Arrow. You uh, loved it. I told you about season three, and you went, "I'll pass," and yeah. that's where you pretty much stopped. Yeah, I look two. It's the show started getting extremely corny for me, and there's only so much corn I can eat. It's not too, you know, it's not good for the diet. Too much corn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Supergirl. Yeah, it's not really my kind of thing. Yeah, I just don't give a fuck. The way I the way <laughs> I do it is I I watch the shows as they come out on DVD. I don't have uh, Foxtel as well as I. I'm one of those guys that just hates downloading. I'll have someone download for me and I'll watch it off them, but it'll only be shows that I'm not not going to buy. So. Yes, if the police officers are listening. I would never download. I'd never. <laughs> uh, so I've just bought Supergirl on uh, on Blu-ray. So I plan on watching that after I've watched Game of Thrones season four or five or whatever it is, as well as Hannibal season three. <laughs> love it love Hannibal uh, side note I think the costume looks quite good um, the costume I like <laughs> uh, do I like the look of Superman actor wise no <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the one thing they'd need to tweak or change is the belt the belt literally just looks like a red line going straight across from one side to the other he looks very thin I don't know if it's just the photo, and it he's could... not as he's not as thin as the Smallville guy, and I I could not watch Smallville. I got four, about four yeah. seasons into it, and now I can't do it. I mean, it's going to be very hard for any actor coming in a Superman. You're going to get compared that, and to be a TV series guy, where look, you might even only be in season two, then like, yeah, skip season three, then you're in season four for two episodes. There's no point of beefing up for a season, and then hey, you're going to be in season. I mean, four they should still episodes. be taking it seriously enough because, like. As an actor, you might want to get some more gigs in the future. Yes. <laughs> but I I like the costume. I reckon it could translate well if you somehow found a way to incorporate it into Henry Cavill's Superman costume. Yeah. He did get a big gnarly hole in the middle of it, so <laughs> you might need a new costume. So you could take some aspects, like the cape on it looks cool, how it sort of comes down to each corner of the earth. That's kind of cool. I kind of like that. Uh, but in relation to, does he need... A bit more of the, the the beefy upper body. Yes and no. Yeah. It all depends on the camera angles they use as well. Yeah, like it could have just been that picture. I'm not going to go by that one. And yeah, see the photo I saw where they and then a it. new photo gets released and suddenly everyone yeah. realizes well, well, that he's the, Hulk Hogan. The, yeah, the first photo they showed was like him a promo shot with him and Supergirl, and I just went, it looks weird. But then I saw photos of him on set, that looks a lot better. Hmm. Especially like because he he doesn't look. I don't know, it just looks like he didn't have a chin. Yeah. It just looks straight down. But, like, you see him on the set and you're like, okay, that looks a lot better. That's also how that promoted But it's, it's going to kind of be one of those wait and see kind of things. Yeah, precisely. Uh, but one thing uh, I saw and I was actually kind of annoyed at. Now, this was actually at Comic-Con, so I'm a, I'm a big in, nerd in relation to the collectibles of, of 1-6 scale figures. Uh, I've got a lot of them, but one of them they were just like, a few, just a few. I, I, and I'm sure you'll put up pictures eventually of your man cave. Uh, well, I I went to Hong Kong for the reason of hot toys. made in Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, went to Hong Kong for the hot toys. Oh, 
I went and what did you buy? I got the one six scale Han and Chewbacca, and oh my god! I actually, when I came home from Hong Kong, uh, my fiance went to sleep, and I stayed up and I watched episode four while I unboxed them. And you combed your Chewbacca. Yeah, because he comes with a little comb, <laughs> so he can actually like his, his, his hair's all pushed down. Give me so you a little like, hairbrush. He does. He comes with a little hairbrush. That's... His hair's all pushed down, so you need to like pull his hair out and make him look like Chewbacca. Fluff. So I watched episode four. If we learnt anything from the porn industry. You're now a fluffer. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just gonna fluff my Chewbacca around a bit. <laughs> what do you mean? Can't talk fluffing. I can't come to bed, honey. I'm fluffing my Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> that should that should be a regular a regular line on our podcast, fluffing our Chewbacca. Uh, but uh, Hot Toys had a store at Comic-Con They do every year. They generally show some new some new Star Wars figures, some new Marvel figures. Depends on what movie's coming out, they'll generally tease it. Yeah. But one of them it, it comes out next week, Suicide Squad. Uh, so they unveiled the Joker in his sort of, not your traditional suit, he's wearing like a silver jacket, black pants, red shirt. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen that from the trailers. They showed Joker in uh, in an Arkham outfit, so he's in a stretch jacket, he's in black pants that have Arkham sort of painted down the side of it. Uh, they showed uh, Harley Quinn, as well as Deadshot, the one six scales. But the one thing that I saw, and it's a I was lot like, of toys to make. In... <laughs> yeah, well, the annoying thing is they are released after the film. Ah. So Civil War came out in May. So don't get your hopes up, kiddies. Yeah, see, like the Civil War movie came out in May. The Iron Man figure for Civil War comes out next June. That's kind of weird. Yeah, but bit of one... a wait. Yeah. But the one thing they released, and I found it really annoying, was the film isn't out yet, but they had a, a Joker Batman costume. I don't know if you've seen it. I'll bring it up my phone. Um, but it's essentially the Bat costume from Batman Superman. Uh, and it is the Joker in the costume, because you can see the, the tattoos and the white yep. and the teeth. But it's purple and the green. The grills. The grills. Uh, it's purple and green. Interesting. Oh. So he's actually got Joker written on his chest. Just looking at it now, it's uh, he's got a red gun, and it's kind of—I think it's a bit spoilery, but that's um, me. Um, maybe it is. It could be hallucination. There's... Could be a flashback. If it's not in the film in some way, that would be very strange. Yes, you don't really because they wouldn't really. These collectibles aren't made for generally shits and gigs unless yeah. it's an Iron Man figure. <laughs> they make red and black Iron Man figures that are never in the Iron Man figures. Yeah, movies. it's not hard to colour things, but this is more than... Now, you've heard of the, the, the rumour, or not the rumour, speculation that the Joker is Jason Todd? I have heard this speculation. It's hard to tell whether or not it's true. There's a lot of evidence pointing towards the, the fact that it's true. The first that's... thing that someone saw, I think it was the bat, the Robin suit from Batman Superman had two holes in its shoulders and then the Joker has two scars on his shoulders in the exact same spots. Yeah, which says to me, you know, that might be too coincidental not to be true. That, but there was another or, photo of this. We don't know what the backstory is going on, though. We won't know until... He could have been holding, like, one of those Star Trek back cliffs. And the swords are pointing like either way, and they just sort of fell into each other, and they stabbed each other. Both. Yeah, we don't actually. know what's happened yet. Maybe, yeah, maybe he sacrificed himself. Oh, we don't know. Who knows what's happened? And as the as he's fallen out the window, he actually writes on the suit, "Ha ha, jokes on you." Ha ha, while like they're falling out the window. I don't know. 
Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Wait and see. Maybe we'll know more after next week, but I suspect that Suicide Squad's probably not going to... They're not going to go much, I don't think. I don't think they're going to go that much into the actual story of Joker and Batman. The one thing I did see that questioned that train of thought in relation to that is someone took another photo of the same suit, but just on a bit of a different angle, like someone's walked past and take a photo of it. Yep. And he's got the bat belt, and from the front on, it looks like a red X, right? Okay. Like on the actual belt. But someone's taking a photo of it on an angle, and now there's no... From what I could see, there's no glass panel in the way, but it actually looks like a red R in the middle of the bat belt. So rather than it looking uh, like an X, I'll show you photos and we can talk about it next week if if they ever talk about it in Suicide Squad. Yeah. But it looked like a red R. So I was like, eh. Yeah. You're more now that you, you shouldn't have released those photos, you should have waited for the next. Well, it's certainly getting us talking, so hey, it might be working for us. Might be working for us, might be working for us. But yeah, next week, Suicide Squad. Uh, I think I'm a little, I'm, I'm happy but skeptical at the same time. They did unveil, and I wouldn't really say it's a spoiler, but they said that The Flash is somehow in Suicide Squad. See, this is what worries me with these DC movies. It feels like they're throwing, they're throwing too many characters in. They've got too much happening at once. That Captain Boomerang's a Flash villain. So yeah, he could have been like his backstory. He's arrested by Flash. Yeah, so that's, probably, that's kind, more than that's likely kind. what's going to happen is that just flashbacks. Yeah, which is probably going to happen for each one of the members of the Suicide Squad because you need a backstory. But then after that, we have nothing until Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, which comes out March. I want to say possible. <laughs> I should know this. <laughs> Don't hold us to it. That and. Uh, Justice League's November next year, but they've given us a teaser this year, and they've only been filming for two months. That's kind of cool. Kind of cool. At least they're trying to keep their PR department busy. (laughs) Yeah, I think they're not going for a repeat of Let's Show You Doomsday in a trailer when he clearly should have been a surprise in the film. Yeah. There was a big stuff up, at least. Yeah. In relation to that. Everyone's got their own opinions on that movie. But yours and I differ. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, so going into that, uh, next week we have Suicide Squad. Uh, we're going to do a review of it, same sort of thing, pros, cons, uh, spoilers, non-spoilers. Yes, so let us know what you thought of this podcast, what you'd like to see more of. Look, if you'd like to hear me talking more because I'm more interesting and just good-looking, I don't want to brag about myself, but I, I have a terrific, just a terrific head of hair, nice teeth, beautiful blue eyes. I've got better teeth than you, but you got better hair than me. <laughs> it's not a competition, but I won. Uh, but <laughs> essentially, yeah, we've got Suicide Squad next week. We're going to do a review of that. I'd love to get Ian to watch uh, the Ultimate Edition of Batman Superman. Yeah, let me just set aside a good week, because yeah. that film goes for three hours. You've watched the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. They're four and a half hours. Yeah, days off. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, watch, yeah. But yeah, uh, thank you for all those who who have listened. Look, if if there's some, if you want an opinion on something, uh, drop yes. a question, say hi, high five us, and things you were looking for us maybe to talk about, we can bring up next week. Go for it. Yeah, we if you even say, look, guys, you uh, you didn't understand Star Trek. Fine, let us know. Let us know. This is a work in progress. We're hoping to get better. More than get worse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we started now, we'd like to get worse. Yes. Um, but yeah, we, we're very excited for our ongoing 
And we've had a lot of help from people. A lot of help. Tips. Tips, tricks, help. Uh, I want to to thank the Comic Confidential podcast. If you haven't heard of those guys, check them out. They're actually really good. They're really really great, yeah. They're hosted by Troy and Cade. Uh, They're up in... Cairns. 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 They're actually... If you're ever wanting to do your own podcast you got to check those guys out. They're great. Great inspiration. Great guys. And they're just awesome in general, at least in my opinion. <laughs> they, they were great. Very helpful for us. Very, very helpful. Uh, so share the love. Suss those guys out if you haven't. Uh, Batman on Batman, Kevin Smith. Great inspiration. If you <laughs> get on him. Uh, but also, uh, thank you to all those who voted in our Twitter poll for the sci-fi theme songs. Uh, I think next week... Always good to know that somebody... <laughs> might listen to us. We got nine votes. Nine listeners. <laughs> uh, Getting there. Oh, we're moving on up. Moving on up. <laughs> but uh, we'll, do, we'll do another Twitter poll uh, next week. I want to find out uh, what your favorite sort of your villain theme is. Now, yeah. I don't want to put the Imperial March on there. I actually have one theme I really want to put on there, but I'm going to leave it to the poll. Yes. There's one that I really, really liked, and you were like, eh. Eh. Uh, you and I differ opinions quite regularly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, a big thank you to the Comic-Con pro- uh, Confidential guys. Everyone uh, that tweeted in. Everyone that tweeted. A uh, big thank you to Nigel for pointing out the Terminator and Flash by Queen should have been on our list. And to Haley. To Haley, yes. <laughs> Haley MUA. Uh, she tweeted, uh, retweeted the love. She shared it on her Facebook. Uh, so big thank you, big thank you there, as well as uh, everyone who shared, tweeted, and liked. Really appreciate it, guys. <laughs> yeah, share the love. Look, if you've got a, something you want us to bring up, we'll bring it up. If you want to call us assholes because we didn't understand Star Trek really, that's great. We will actually read out. Uh, yeah. At Ian Johnson called at Doody Doodrum Asshole. Well, he does it every day. Yeah, get used to it. <laughs> But uh, if you've got any questions, guys, it's uh, it's at Shaken Not Nerd. At Shaken Not Nerd. Shaken, One word. Shaken Not Nerd. Uh, <laughs> and uh, any questions for me? I'm at Doody Dutrum on Twitter. And you. And I'm also on Twitter. Yeah, I believe it's I Johnson ninety two. Don't hold me. We'll put the link in the description. We'll put the link in the description somewhere. But but thank you guys for listening. And. Yeah, remember. Thanks it. for listening to us. Shaken, not nerd. Yeah, and I'm Ian Johnson. And I'm Alex Dudishan. So we'll hopefully see you next week. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kinder Lily. Shake it over rice and then add a thin slice of lemon. Shaken, not stirred. Do I look like I give it a